0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Movies. Today on the docket, Elizabeth Banks, Cocaine Bear. Medic! Oh Jesus, what is that? Beth, we should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry. Check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe? A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, no 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 don't eat that don't eat that let's see what kind of effect that has on me. the bear it fucking did cocaine a bear did cocaine there was a bear a bear it was fart. hey that's inappropriate look man cocaine bear is exactly what you expect or at least it should be exactly what you expect it's a bear it gets into some cocaine it does the cocaine and it goes on a woodland rampage it loses its shit because it's a bear on drugs and really what this should be is just people realizing the bear's going to town and you gotta fuck this bear up you know, in the tradition of stuff like you know, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, or hell, even something like Slugs. You know, that's an underrated '80s movie. You know, stuff like Jaws or like The Car or Grizzly or stuff where it's just a monster and a bunch of people got to team up to take it out. That's what this formula really thrives on. And what it really should be, in my mind. But I guess I understand now. The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm kind of reductive on this. Because I kind of understand what Elizabeth Banks, the director, and the writer... uh, Let me see. I am on IMDb here. What the writer, Jimmy Warden... I think that they're trying to do is not just immediately go into that formula. And I understand the... I guess I understand the desire to kind of make it something more. You have these characters like uh, Carrie Russell, who's this single working mom. She's kind of clashing with her daughter played by Brooklyn Prince of Florida project fame and Jesus Christ, that little girl from the Florida project is now a full-blown preteen and I am old and the, you know, sands of time come for us all. But She's kind of clashing with her daughter. Something about like a new boyfriend. And the daughter like wants to be rebellious and do her own thing. And so she hangs out with her friend Henry, played by Christian Convery. One of the few bright spots of this movie. Uh, Am I giving my cards away too early? I don't think I am. But she's hanging out with them. They find some coke in the woods. The coke that is dropped from a plane that was like... Basically, it's a drug shipment gone wrong some guy jumped out of a plane died and lost a bunch of coke in the woods bear found it bears on coke kids find the coke bear kidnaps little girl and now carrie russell and henry have to go on this journey to find the the little girl and not get killed by the cocaine bear in the meantime you've got people like uh, ray liotta who is this mob boss called sid just this aviator where we're in, like, really slick, kind of greasy gray hair, disheveled, tired as shit of all the incompetency. And uh, all he needs to do is, like, get the Coke back because the Coke belongs to other people. Like, he's selling the Coke to others, and if you don't sell the Coke to, you know, your cartel member or whatever the hell you're sending it to, they tend to have a tendency to, you know get retribution on everybody that you love including his son Alden Ehrenreich who's playing Eddie it's just a shithead burnout like drunkard son uh who has a son of his own I think named Gabe which I kind of feel insulted they used my son's name in this movie but the kid he's basically left the kid with his mob boss like his drug dealer grandfather and uh just been sad in a bar crying about his ex girlfriend or some shit. And the only person there to provide him comfort is David, played by O'Shea Jackson Jr. Another bright spot in this movie, by the way. Anytime I see O'Shea Jackson Jr. in something, he's usually pretty solid. Uh who's really just playing the handler of this guy, just trying to get this shit together, trying to get the Coke back and basically get paid and that's really all he's there to do and so on one hand you have the mother and the boy of the little girl trying the boy the boy uh who's the friend of the little girl trying to find the little girl and on the other hand you got these three mob dudes trying to find the coke and in the middle of it all there's like park rangers that get involved one who's like trigger happy and trying to go on a date played by margaret martindale and uh you got this lame group of like three teenagers who are in a pseudo gang and they just like the weakest looking gang members in the world like these are the kind of kids that make like the children of the corn kids look like wwe fighters like they are really scrawny and uh i mean there's dumb tourists and whatnot but really what cocaine bear kind of boils down to is just a bunch of unfunny vignettes that happen to have moments where like It's a slasher film, just with a cocaine bear. And I don't know what to tell you, man. This movie bored the shit out of me. You've got these characters and these stories, and it's so thinly written that the characters don't really get a chance to pop and shine. There's nothing really for them to do. I mean, the emotional context that we get between uh, Carrie Russell in Brooklyn Prince is that, you know, the mother is dating again, but because the little girl is kidnapped by the cocaine bear, for some reason, I mean, I guess they're using the King Kong logic of, like, there's one person that the bear, that the monster doesn't really go for, that they're the reason that, you know, an expedition or a rescue party has to be sent out. There's no real rational reason as to why the bear is doing what the bear does. It's just a fucking bear. Sure. I mean, Lord knows the bear is ripping off limbs and defenestrate... (coughs) Defenestrating is not the wrong word. Disemboweling people. Everything. It doesn't have a conscience. It's a fucking bear. Like, it will eat anything and everything, but for some reason this little girl gets a pass. I guess it's plot armor. Uh... But because you spend the whole time trying to chase after this little girl like that emotional thing of like a little girl who is uh, growing up and starting to be independent and having opinions about the changing nature of her family dynamic, it doesn't matter because she's not in enough of the movie to have that dynamic build up, you know, and every single character arc in this movie just seems like an excuse. For that character to be in the movie where it'll be magically solved or resolved by the end, because that's just you have to wrap that stuff up. Like, you can't just leave a story plot, just a uh, character arc, just unfinished. You can't do that in a 90 minute movie. You just have to thinly wrap it up and just ship it out there. Just sh- ship it out there. Get it done. Get it over with. <clears throat> and I guess I'd be more fine with this kind of thing if the action of the cocaine bear. Was, excuse me, I'm tired. It's the morning. I'd be more fine with this if the action were really solid, if the gore work was stunning. No. But it's not. A lot of it is just CG. And the prosthetic work that I do get in this looks rubbery. It looks like something you could get out of a costume store. And so, me, who's Gorehound Fucker McGee, like who grows up on the works of people like uh, Stan fucking Winston, for example. I'm looking at something like this, just like uh, I've seen better. I've seen better, or even if it's not that great, like something from Return of the Living Dead, like I've seen stuff that's more inventive and stylish and shows some creativity and flair. And that's really kind of what I'm missing from this. I just need something with a pulse, and all this seems to have as a pulse is just lame jokes, that rarely, if ever, work. And it, in one way, it makes me feel angry because I'm looking at the IMDb list, and these are people who are solid, like Cary Russell, Alden Ehrenreich, Alden Ehrenreichs. Did we forget Hale Caesar exists? Did we forget O'Shea Jackson Jr. in straight out of Compton? Did we forget that performance? The last performance we're gonna see of Ray Liotta and his last scene in this movie is just so embarrassing that I would be like ashamed to have that be the last representation of this actor who gave us good fellas. <clears throat> I thought Whitlock Jr.'s in this from The Wire, and Brooklyn Prince is great, and Margot Martindale, who's known now to my generation as, like, amazing character actress Margot Martindale. Like, hell, even she's pulling some great shit off on BoJack Horseman, of all things. Christopher Yvju from Game of Thrones, that guy is in this movie, and he's playing against the tough guy, like, snarky fucker type and he's decent in this but like you've got a good set of character actors here nothing just nothing and it feels like even a bigger waste than it already is so when i tell you that i want the formula of just get a bunch of people chasing after this cocaine bear to kill it like that's what i'm saying it gives it some sort of momentum and real stakes and propulsion i don't know like it genuinely feels like most of the actors are just sleepwalking through this ray liotta looks bored out of his mind carrie russell is supposed to be this super badass like she has not really super badass but you has to be like the mother you know and she has to protect her daughter but anytime she's put in a position to where she has to sell that she'd do anything for her kids she just looks tired and it looks like she's reading cue cards at the time. And I just find myself so ridiculously bored that I, I'm i I'm, I'm, begging the movie to do something else. Uh, one of the weirder parts of this movie is when a guy named, uh, what's his name, Scott Sice shows up. And I know him from TikTok where he uh, does the kind of skits where he confronts people who are... Uh, employing bad uh, work practices you know the he'll jokingly play the role of like the boss who tells somebody like oh why don't you why do you do the quiet quitting and then he replies back with his clapback which is like why don't you pay me more that type of shit and i was like okay that's something like that guy's usually funny in his tiktoks and here, it just seemed like they brought him along for the ride just because he's a TikTok name and he can go on TikTok and talk about Cocaine Bear instead of the stuff that he's doing. It really just feels like a brand endorsement instead of a role. And uh, I don't know, man. I just found myself... This wasn't violent enough or ballistic and crazy enough to really justify this sort of blatant, trash marketing that we have it's also not well developed enough to kind of uh, to move that away from the sort of exploitation roots and put it into something that could be more uh, substantial like meaty story-wise and the whole thing kind of looks flat it it's just it, it's just a, a lame-ass movie and To make matters weirder slash better, I watched this at a 1045 show, and people, like, somebody brought their infant? So there's, like, a baby who's, like, babbling in the background, like, they feeding them a bottle, the baby starts crying, they leave the theater, come back. It's just, like, it it genuinely seems like the kind of movie for people who don't give a fuck about movies. They just want an excuse to get out of the house. If that's your excuse to get it out of the house, that's fine. There were people that were reacting at the right moment, so there's definitely going to be an audience for this thing. And uh, sure, I mean, if it's if you kind of want something that seems a little bit naughty but is not actually too subversive or too, uh, too much for, you know, somebody to talk about, like, in the water, this gives me such, like, people at their kids soccer game talking about like the crazy movie they saw last weekend you know it's the meme of the lady who puts a bag of chips over her head with the caption oh my god she's so crazy it's kind of what this movie's going for and again the gore is so weak to where when you're watching something like this it's just like all right uh I watched The Northman, and that's, like, way crazier than this shit. You know, like, this is something produced by Lord and Miller, and yet it, it carries none of the wit and none of the energy of that kind of movie. This isn't 21 Jump Street. Like, and it's produced by them. So, I don't know. Maybe Lord Miller should have directed this. Maybe they should have written it. Maybe given it a little bit more punch-up but as it is it just kind of feels like a great idea or at least an interesting idea that's just kind of washed out and put out in early february just to uh, just to sell a couple tickets for universal but anyway that's uh that's it man i don't really have too much to say on this one just because i don't like the movie if you do want to see cocaine bear it is out in theaters now uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at the movies underscore pod, Instagram at the movies pod, Letterboxd, letterbox slash Daniel underscore Barrios. all of that in the description. Please rate and review the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. I've put in some questions on Spotify, like they have an interact tab now on Anchor where you can just ask people questions. And so I'm starting to ask like random bullshit. If you want to answer that, I'll read some of your answers in the next episode. I will also read your Apple podcast reviews on the next episodes whenever they are sent over. So if we're going to talk about a song to close out the episode, last episode for Barbarian, I talked about how Laura Jean Grace, the singer of Against Me, uh, in the cameo that my wife got me for Valentine's Day, she ended up recommending, Laura did, uh, that I review the Barbarian. And so while kind of looking up more about Laura just because I'm googling she comes across this band in an interview and she mentions hey this band is like one of the best punk bands I've heard this decade and their album is kick ass it's a band called a giant dog and the album is called pile and it is what I can only describe as like boogie woogie punk rock and it is super fun just a danceable time with like weirdly relatable lyrics to somebody who's like consistently tired from like working at both a job, being a dad, being a husband and being a, you know, podcaster pretty much all day. So this song is called Sleep When Dead. And until next time, my friends, you all take care.